with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Joining us now for Counterpoint, Vincent Gasparro, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Hello there. Oh, I don't even think he's on the phone yet. So I'll introduce my other uh, gal, Jenny Byrne, former campaign manager and deputy chief of staff to Stephen Harper, now at uh, Bayfield Strategy. Good to have you. Thanks for having me. I think Vince got too scared. So while we uh, <laughs> get him on the line, there he is. Hello. Hello. Hi. You you chatting with my producer? Like you just like chatting and you're all late now? Uh, I apologize. <laughs> well, I'm going to blame your producer, of course. Yeah, Tony's Italian. He's a talker. He's a talker. Well, that's why him and I get along so well. <laughs> all right. Let's start with uh, Caroline Mulrooney, Doug Ford, Christine Elliott. All hate the carbon tax, but... You know, it's not really sure who will dump it, who will axe it, but they all say, you know, if they don't dump it, they'll at least review it. But this is going to be tough. And I'll start with you, Jenny, on this, because that carbon tax, which I absolutely hate, pays for the people's platform. Agreed. Um, That it pays for the platform. I actually think the candidates have... Uh, very degrees of different positions. Uh, Doug Ford on Saturday night was very, uh, very forceful in his opposition to the carbon tax, uh, actually quoting Justin Trudeau's father in yeah. terms of uh, whether he'd be forced to implement it. Death watch me. <laughs> Christine Elliott, uh, of course, is uh, is reviewing it. And, and Caroline Mulrooney, from what I saw of her announcement today, said she's going to support the People's Platform. So... But there was a button there, I think. Like, she doesn't like it. She acknowledged it's a tax, but maybe she'll review it. So... You know, they can't get rid of it, though. Well, I think it's it's up to the discretion of the leader. It's, I, I I don't think the party can force a leadership candidate to campaign on on policies that they don't support. Otherwise, why are we having a leadership race if all three uh, declared candidates so far are going to s- believe in the same thing? Well, so Vincent, for the other side, then it gives them a good old opportunity to start writing their attack ads because if they do remove the the carbon tax, you know, Mother Earth will you know crash as we know it, and we'll all die terrible deaths in about five minutes and it, it you know bob's your uncle well uh look alex this is your party with all due well, i don't own this party uh, i understand but it is, it <laughs> i have is, a radio is, job <laughs> i i know but but uh it is your parties and jenny burns party that has a carbon tax built into their platform and this is another example of uh of the conservative party in complete and utter crisis where you have you have Patrick Brown's uh, policy document going into an election campaign in less than 100 days, and you have three leaders who can't agree on what the policy is. So how do you expect Ontarians to go to the ballot box not even knowing at this point in time what the position of the opposition is? You have three different uh, leaders who can't come to a resolution on what they're going to campaign on. It's only been 48 hours, Vince. You've got to give them a bit of time. It is complete chaos. The Conservative Party is in complete crisis and chaos, and and that's I think uh, Ontarians are getting a glimpse of what they will get uh, if they vote Conservative on in June. No, I think actually what Ontarians are are seeing is robust debate. Yeah. Uh, Doug Ford had fifteen hundred people out on Saturday night. It was a snowstorm here in Toronto, uh, and he had very short short notice. Carolyn Mulrooney has thirty declared candidates who are who are yeah. backing her. I saw them in the in the crowd today when I was uh, watching the announcement. And Christine Elliott has uh, quite a lot of support on the ground too. So I think that a robust policy debate is good. There was always controversy within members of the party. People like me who were 
were uncomfortable with uh, Patrick Brown's support of the carbon tax. So I think it's very smart. I think it's very uh, pragmatic. And I think it's very good for this leadership race that there is a uh, debate on this issue. I mean, strategically, you kind of have to put a carbon tax in so that your opponent can't attack you, Vince. But frankly, I I hated it from the second it was in, but I was willing to hold my nose because, uh, you know, I think people are that desperate for change. Well, the, the fact is the whole platform is underpinned on the carbon tax. You pull that away and none of the math adds up. So I, I know facts don't really matter to a lot of the conservative candidates who are running for leader, and that's okay. But the fact is that the math doesn't work. So Doug Ford is going to have to explain to the electorate how he intends to pay for the rest of the platform. And this is what I mean. The Conservative Party of Ontario is in complete crisis. Well, listen, they, I... They, I... They, 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 don't, they, don't know, they, they don't know the basics of their, of their own platform. So if they I... don't understand it, how do you expect Ontarians to trust them? Yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think Liberals are in any position to talk to Conservatives about uh, <laughs> any balancing kind of books or, 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 or uh, numbers of, of, what, uh, of any sort. I think that uh, be it Doug Ford or Christine Elliott or, or Caroline Mulroney, uh, they have plenty of opportunity to go and uh, put their own stamp on the party or their own priorities leading into the next election. Because to your point, Alex, Ontarians want change. They are they are sick of Kathleen Wynne uh, and uh, and her government with high hydro prices and and all the other uh, corruption that is that is going on. Yeah. Well, one thing. Well, hold on. One thing is for sure. And I'll give the Conservatives credit, and I'll give Jenny Byrne all the credit for this. Conservatives are great at balancing the budget in, in uh, every year, and every year meaning an election year. So guaranteed in an election year, the Conservative Party will balance the budget. Every other year, they're running massive deficits. They're a disaster for the economy, and history has proven it, and it will continue to prove it. And the Conservative Party in Ontario is in complete crisis mode. Well, at least they don't think the, ba- the budget will balance itself. But anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about Patrick Brown. Um, you know, you may question his judgment. He has not broken any laws, has not been charged. He was elected by the people of Barrie. I mean, he has not even had a chance to speak out and defend himself. And yet, you know, they don't want to renew. They don't want to sign his nomination papers. You know, there's talk of getting him out of caucus. I mean, should this not be up to the voter, Jenny, to decide? I mean, should he not have his day in, in court, so to speak? Well, I, I, I don't think it is up to the to the voter to decide. I think that uh, being a member of a caucus is is the discretion of the caucus and of of, uh, of the leader. Uh, in terms of, uh, of his nomination papers, that's going to be up to whoever gets elected as... Uh, uh, as as leader of the uh, as leader of the party, but does he not deserve a Vince a, a say? Like, does he not get to clear his name or attempt to at least defend himself? I mean, is this where we're at in this game? Uh, I I agree with Jenny. When you're in a caucus, you have to function within that caucus, and you have to function within the party structure. Uh, and if the leader decides to sign his nomination papers, then that's the prerogative of the leader. Uh, in terms of him de- defending himself in a court of law or through the legal process, I think that is separate from uh, the uh, internal political process uh, that, that you're referring to. So, uh, for, uh, you know, he, th- there is a process, there's a legal one, and then there's a, obviously a, an internal political one, and, and they're, they're, they're different and they're mutually exclusive in this case. Right, but we're not talking about criminal allegations, and I, I, I don't recall the big floodgate of women, so if they're all coming out now, it's probably the time to, for them to talk. But, you know, I think in, in the court of public opinion, in optics, there are a lot of people who are saying, okay, I didn't, I didn't like him as a leader, I, I may not even agreed with him, I think he's got bad judgment, maybe I don't agree with him morally, 
But, you know, he hasn't really he hasn't had any kind of fairness as far as, as telling his side, Jen. Well, he's listen. Uh, there's nothing stopping fr- Patrick from going out and uh, and telling his side. He he uh, had the uh, the the what would say a disastrous press conference uh, uh, two weeks uh, as of Wednesday. Uh, he could he could come out. To your point, there are no criminal charges. Uh, there will be no uh, uh, defending himself in court because it doesn't even at this point appear to to be in court. Whether there's more women or not, who who knows? But there's nothing stopping uh, Patrick. Uh, and people that support him from coming out and communicating what his, you know, so-called side of the story is. Vincent? Um, uh, you know, my, my position is still the same on it. Uh, yeah, I really, look, I, I, I sort of worry, I, I know where you're going with this, uh, Alex, uh, but the, the bottom line is he is... Uh, whether Vic Fideli or whoever the next leader decides to sign his nomination papers is the preview of uh, and the prerogative of that leader, and uh, and that's and that's that's where it starts and stops. Because I, I look at this as a, a bipartisan issue. This is not a conservative or a liberal thing, and I just think if you set the precedent with this, I mean, look, unless you're perfect. Uh, in caucus, I don't care what party you're with. You know, you better be willing to take but, the fall. But it's the leader's prerogative. If you look at the nomination process under, uh, uh, well, Patrick was leader. Uh, it was the party's prerogative and his prerogative. Uh, there were a number of candidates that weren't allowed to run, or or the party had preferred candidates uh, for different policy issues or uh, issues of riding uh, suitability. That was Patrick Brown, and that was his. Pe- uh, people around him, his prerogative as leader, whether to support them or not, just the same as it's going to be whoever is, is selected uh, leader of the of the PC party in, on March the 10th. Okay, guys, hang tight there. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll talk uh, about is it human people kind or mankind? What is the new title in our progressive Sunny Ways Canada? We'll talk about that coming up. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Oh my goodness, look who just waltzed in. The man himself, Vincent Gasparo, is here in the house. Good to have you both. Um, Jenny Byrne in with uh, Vincent Gasparo, who's just taking off his cape. Um, <laughs> at one of the uh, t- town halls a couple of days ago, our prime minister got this question. Um, and the question was asked about religious funding, but it kind of went wonky here. Take a listen. Maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to look uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because uh, yeah. it's more inclusive. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, thank you. We can all learn from each other. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Those of us who are part of planet Earth um, still call it mankind, right, Vincent? Or are you part of this progressive crap? Well, listen, if you want to call it mankind, humankind, uh, you know... Um, we don't call I, it people kind. I, man- I personally call it humankind, but... Th- Are you that's, kidding? Th- when have you ever a- said the word human? If you said humankind to me, I would pop you in the face. I mean, I'd be like, really? Well, it wouldn't be the first time, Alex. <laughs> but this is like... She's asking a question. Clearly, I don't know if this was strate- str- strategy. Maybe you both have an opinion on Maybe you didn't like the question, because she was going to ask about religious funding. Yes. Maybe that was a way for him to turn the page. But, I mean, have we gone so far now that we have to call it people kind? No, listen, I think it's ridiculous. And it actually takes away from uh, the struggles that 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 women are actually having, because it's not actually it's kind of like the uh, the the debate over the uh, the the national anthem. It's 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 the so-called symbolic uh, discussions that actually do not help uh, uh, women in areas that that 
it, they could. If you look at, you know, the UN, uh, uh, this is a debate I've had with friends on the left. If you look at the UN Human Rights Com- Council or the women's uh, rights groups the, within the UN, they like to spend their time talking about uh, gender equality in the Western world and, and affirmative action, and yet ignore the plight of Yazidi women uh, being raped and tortured in or female Syria genital mut- or, ge- yeah. or female genital mut- mutilation. So this is these are buzzwords by the left to make them sound cool, but it's actually doing nothing to help uh, women that actually are are struggling or could use uh, could use government's help. Well, you know, it's interesting <laughs> that that Jenny would bring up. Uh, <laughs> the, the left. Do you feel when, better? Is yeah, your vagina better? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, it, you know, she brings up the national anthem. If I remember correctly, Jenny, didn't uh, Stephen Harper in one of the speech from the thrones uh, reference changing the wording of the national anthem? It was uh, to actually study changing the wording, and and outcry was was uh, uh, so. I'd say large. the same thing to him. Uh, out, outcry was so large, uh, and uh, uh, people on all sides of the political spectrum uh, were not uh, supportive of it. Uh, that uh, it was it was clear that uh, uh, we were not going to proceed with that. But again, but this is a question coming from a woman. I mean, why would he correct a woman? Maybe she's happy with mankind. Maybe she is. Uh, look, listen. I I, I think uh, we're. It's okay if you up. don't like it. You're allowed to say. I understand oh, I that. With me. I understand that, I but, know it you hurts know, you. but but <laughs> why why are we why are we focusing on the you know a word uh, that the prime minister used? I, I think it's uh, because it's nonstop rhetoric of people kind. He's just it's nonstop virtue signaling on the dumbest of things, and yet nothing gets actually done. Like if he's a real feminist, why didn't he tweet something about the Iranian women taking off their veils? That to me would have been a real moment for him. He of anybody, if he had just sent that tweet out saying, I stand with Iranian women, I would have given him a standing ovation. Agreed. But he didn't say a damn word because he was too busy telling some woman in a crowd that we say people kind. Exactly. Like hundreds of women have been put in prison in Iran uh, over the last month. And there's been been a pe- not a peep from this uh, prime minister. Cat got your tongue? Well, I, listen, I, I'm not exactly sure what, what you're looking, uh, you know, you're looking at me to, to, to say. he That's his word. I happen to use humankind. Some people use mankind. <laughs> he used people's kind. Like, uh, you know, uh, I, I know this is taking up, uh, I know this is taking so up a lot of airway. So the two women on the panel use mankind and you use humankind. Well, and that and the beautiful thing is—is is there that, a gender that, I should use for you, Xi, Zhu? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, sh- I should have stayed on the phone. Yeah, there you go. All right, let me start. With, this is easier. Um, so Stephen Pakin uh, has been accused of sexual misconduct by oh yes Sarah Thompson, who alleges he tried to uh, he tried to trade a role in bed to be on his show. Now look, I only wish Pakin were this controversial. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's from Hamilton, known as family forever. I, as soon as this came out, I was just like, are you kidding, lady? Give me a break. This is, of course, we should mention the same woman who tried to accuse Rob Ford of putting his uh, hand on her rear end and then tried to say, let's get a camera to set it up. This is not someone who d- hides from the, the spotlight. But, you know, the stupid allegation to make. Listen, uh, I I actually think the way TVO is handling this Perfectly. Is, is the yeah. right way to handle it. Uh, they're investigating the situation. They're they're going to weigh the facts. Uh, and while this is going on, Steve Pakin will continue on his show. Um, I saw a tweet actually this evening uh, where Sarah Thompson came out and said, "Well, 
she didn't actually release to the media. Uh, TVO and Steve Pakin did. Re- oh, Whether, really? I, I'm just telling you. Okay, I'm just really? telling you. I'm just telling I you. I get it. I'm just telling you what the tweet said. I know I, what I'm the not, tweet said. I, I'm not making any commentary. I'm just saying. She, she, she dangled a blog on Friday night, basically yeah. saying, like, this is what we call, I think, internet, like, internet blackmail. It, it, and it goes to my point uh, earlier is that uh, when you have cases of women uh, who are actually, who have been assaulted, who have been harassed, whose careers, uh, have been damaged uh, uh, over the course of of their their careers, be it Hollywood or politics or what have you. This actually is these these kind of nameless allegations that are being floated about uh, actually just does a, does a disservice to the actual true victims of uh, of harassment and assault. I totally agree with you. Not to mention Vince, it's great for her to come out and say, "Well, I never said it." Like, don't you know why she's doing that? Because she's getting piled on by exactly. people saying, "Really, yeah. this is desperate." Well, you know what? When you go out on social media and you have the Audacity uh, and the idiocy to 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 dangle out someone there saying anybody else want to jump in and and join this and name this person that is to me the most irresponsible mob uh, that adds to this witch hunt that is going to kill the Me Too movement if it ha- hasn't already. Well, uh, I completely agree with Jenny uh, on this, um, and and I think I've, we've spoken about it on your show before to to paint a brush uh, a broad brush on uh and calling everything and every anything and everything sexual assault mm-hmm. i think does a disservice to the especially the most serious end of the spectrum on what sexual assault is and i think the media has some sort of responsibility here um to sort of label uh label these assaults um appropriately and i, and I well, think not, was, if, if propositioning a woman for sex and saying hey do you want to go to bed if that is now a crime I mean, every single man on the planet is going down. The the whole stretch of bars on on no Bay Street with with investment bankers on a Thursday night would basically be I mean, apparently be put yeah. in vans and, and sent to jail. Apparently, like I've got a thousand assault things I could file. Like exactly, it's just ridiculous. But okay, but I think we can agree. TVO and I think I commend them for for actually saying we're not letting them go. Well, not until we got the facts. Th- th- and they're going to do their due diligence. And I, I let off th- this this segment by saying that, you know, TVO is handling it, uh, I think, appropriately. And they're going to they're going to do some due diligence, which is the right thing to do. OK, so have they then raised the bar for others to say, you know what, we're not going to necessarily kick them to the curb right away. We're going to actually see some due diligence here. Yeah, I think other process. I think other not just media outlets, but I think other uh, organizations will uh, will look at how they're handling it. Yeah, I got to be honest. I I just I I wish if it weren't so serious with so many people getting affected by this, I'd laugh. But for Steve Pakin to have to come out and say, <laughs> I did not do this. I mean, it's just everyone made fun of uh, Mike Pence when he yes. came out and said that he he would not have dinner or be in a room alone with a woman um, uh, that was not his wife. And now uh, I he looks like a genius. A lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Vince, just very quiet during this conversation. Well, look who's bosses. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I will the, never accuse you, my friend. <laughs> You're a gentleman. We get it. All right, guys, I I'm going to leave it there. Jenny Byrne and Vincent Gasparo joining us tonight for a bit of fun here. When we come back, Me Too, we'll talk about Steve Pakin and where we're at with the weaponization of Me Too. We'll talk about that next on Point here on Global News Radio.